0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father, Amaziah, did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. The whole of the 26th chapter of the book of Second Chronicles is the story of King Uzziah. He sought the Lord, and the Lord led and instructed and blessed him with great and mighty victories, inventions, and expansion in the kingdom of Israel. King Uzziah became known for all of his great works and for all of the wars that he had won. He was renowned and respected because that the Lord was with him, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. What a stark difference from most of the kings in Israel's history. How astonishing the story of his great and marvelous victories. However, as we continue to read, we see that pride snuck in. His heart was lifted up within him. The scriptures read towards the end of chapter 26. He became arrogant, thinking that he could do anything forgetting that God was the one who really did these things and he chooses who he pleases. After all, he's the one who sets up kings and removes them. So that in his latter years, Uzziah went into the temple of God and burnt incense, which in actuality was the priest's function, the sons of Aaron. But he did it himself and offered prayers unto heaven. And we might think, well, he did a good thing. He was praying. He was seeking the Lord. But my friend, though he did the right thing, he did it the wrong way. He got out of his role and took control. And when one does that, God equates it to witchcraft. So the priest came to Uzziah and confronted him. And I, for one, fully believe that in this moment, there was space. 4. Repentance. Even evil king Ahab, considered to be among the most wicked of all Israel's kings, was there given a reprieve when he humbled and repented immediately at the word of the prophet, though he did later return to his sin and was judged for it. So that I believe that surely had Uzziah heeded the words of these priests and humbled himself before God in repentance, that God would have accepted and fixed it. Our response, my friend, when corrected, is oh so important, as we can plainly see in the difference between Saul and David, who both sinned, but yet their responses to the Lord's correction of it determined the end of the matter for them. David humbled and repented, but Saul didn't listen to the words of the prophet so that David was forgiven, but the kingdom was rent out of the hand of Saul, who was at one time the Lord's anointed. Sadly, the same came for King Uzziah, that when the priest came and spoke the truth to him, he did not humble and repent, but rather grew angry with them. And in the moment that his anger rose up, so did leprosy, and it overtook him so that in this was he put out of the temple and made to live apart while his sons stepped up into his role as king over Israel. My friend, how much more could there have been to this story of his if he had but not gotten arrogant, or if he had at least been willing to humble and repent once he did? O Lord, help us not to fall guilty of this, the transgression of Uzziah, who had been such a mighty man in your kingdom as long as he trusted you to lead him. Yet once you had done miraculous things because he was humble enough to seek your leading, did he start to move independently of the body that you yourself had chosen and positioned? To help him. Lord help us to never step outside of our roles, thinking that we can do everything on our own. Forgive us of this arrogance, and teach us to honor the limits that you give us, because that we have all faith in the limitlessness of the one who positioned us. You know what you are doing. Help us to trust that enough to not try to usurp what you are doing with our own ambitions. Nor to reject your voices of correction in arrogance. But to work together in perfection as a body who is led by the head of perfection, which is Jesus. As instructed by Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 16, we read, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind and doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love. May we grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We all know the proverb in chapter 16 verse 18 that says pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, that it is better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoils with the proud. King Uzziah would have done good to remember this proverb. There are few sins greater nor more spoken by God against in all of Scripture being the very thing that caused lucifer himself to fall from heaven all of the great mighty men and women of scripture that fell to their temptations tasted of it in fact i dare say that it is the very root of all sin in fact the bible tells us that leviathan that twisted serpent he is the father the children of pride implying that everyone who is obedient to the leading of any other spirit other than the Spirit of God has gotten there through pride. So dangerous a thing is it, O Lord, help us to see it open our eyes. Let us realize today how greatly God detests pride. We've got to learn to see it the way he does, because in today's society, pride is, in all of its forms, is taught to the children, promoted to the youth, and celebrated to the adults as if it is something not only to be expected, but to be desired. We're taught things like self-esteem when the scripture says to esteem others better than self. Because pride breeds selfishness, and selfishness breeds sin, and sin breeds pain, destruction, division, and eventually death in the end. Because the truth is this, my friend, that at its root, pride is a form of self-worship. Which was Satan's original sin. And this is actually what Uzziah began to move in. He was making himself his own king, not following the leading of the true king. Yes, he was coming to him in prayer, but it was to get him to serve him. Because he was not willing to do it God's way. He was taking matters into his own hands and thinking that he could be an island unto himself that God would continue to pour his blessings out on. No, it doesn't work that way, my friend. That is the influence of the voice of Satan. Pride stirs up a love of attention, of self, the things of the world and the flesh. It causes you to seek after the lust of the flesh and your own will rather than God's will. It will cause you to hear every other spirit speaking into your ear that's flattering and saying what you want to hear because one who seeks his own will rather than God's, my friend, this is a very dangerous road to start on because one who seeks his own will rather than God's is the very essence of the spirit of Antichrist. The scripture is very clear that the Antichrist and those that follow him will do their own will. But Christ, who is the opposite of this spirit baptized in pride, is the one who did the Father's will, even at the cost of his own life. He who was the beauty of perfection was willing to sacrifice everything to give us a lesson in humility. My friend, Christ taught by example that we are to follow only God's will and commandments. In John chapter 5 verse 19, he tells us that he did nothing in and of himself, but only that which the Father told him. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 50, he tells us that only those who do the will of his Father are to be counted among his brothers and his sisters. Know that God never has any part in anything that either bills or strokes your self-pride. So don't believe the lies of the enemy that fluff you up with vain prophecies. The world tells us to have pride in who we are. The Bible tells us that pride comes before a fall, and then until we realize that we are wretched and undone and in need of a Savior, then there is no redemption for us. The world tells you to build your best life now. Scripture tells you to lay your life down. Know that God never has any part in anything that either builds or strokes your self-pride, but rather he exalts the humble and obedient. And it is for this reason, I believe, that though many are called, yet because of pride, few are chosen. Lord, forgive us of any selfishness or pride. Lord, forgive us of being led by any other spirit than the Spirit of God. We believe your word in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23, when it says, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. And Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, that says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. And James chapter 4, verse 6, that says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Lord, we know that you say that if we humble before you, then you shall lift us up and exalt us in the proper time. Lord, give us a heart like David that was not willing to come against Saul. Because he knew the scripture that said, touch not the Lord's anointed, but waited for you to appoint him in the proper season. Because if we move to manipulate and appoint ourselves, then we know that we have also called and commissioned. Therefore, for this reason, you are not in it and it will not end well for us. Let us be humble, Lord, then and serve in faith like David did until you move to remove and position because you are the one who sets up kings and you are the one who removes them. Lord, give us new vision to see clearly our place in the body of Christ that all might work together to pray, to heal, to lift up, to encourage, to correct, and to strengthen one another, to move in the function that you have designed for us and to never think that we can do it all on our own and end up becoming a disease to the body like King Uzziah did in the moment that he became leprous. This message was brought to you by H.O.W.C. Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.